quilts stacked on top of each other. Sarah chose an exquisite linen quilt made of various shades of blue and green fabric, embroidered with silver thread. This should help keep her warm. Perry's eyebrows climbed toward her hairline. Didn't the queen give you that coverlet? She has stunning taste, hasn't she? Indeed, my lady. More to the point, won't she mind your giving away the gift she chose for you with her own stunning taste? Not if she doesn't find out, Sarah said, unable to keep the smile from her voice. Besides, having suffered through a difficult birth herself, she is likely to approve. We should send a few things for the baby as well. Is it a boy or a girl? Perry slapped a hand over her mouth. In all the excitement, I forgot to ask. I only know it is healthy. Sarah tucked a loose curl behind her ear. That's the important thing. I saw some linens in the storehouse that should suit a new baby. Let's fetch them. She and Perry paid a brief visit to the storehouse and retrieved a few appropriate articles for the newborn. His lordship has already sent over a lamb, Perry said as they walked back to Sarah's apartments. He had instructed Bardia to bring it over as soon as Apama gave birth. Sarah was not surprised by Darius's thoughtfulness. Children were highly cherished by the Persians, the whole household rejoiced at the birth of a baby, even one belonging to a lesser servant. She frowned at the thought of Darius. It had been five long days since he had sent for her. His lack of interest ate at her with a sharpness that robbed her of sleep at night and of rest during the day. Was he losing interest in her already? The thought made her want to weep. She had not always been desperate for his company. When her marriage had first been arranged by the queen, It had felt like a blight that ruined her life. She had chosen neither her husband nor the state of matrimony. Everyone assumed that a simple Jewish girl should be overjoyed at the prospect of marrying the king's cousin. But at the time, Sarah had wanted nothing more than to continue serving as the queen's senior scribe, the only woman in the empire to have ever been honored with such a post. The first four months of her marriage had been a nightmare of mutual resentment, but in time, she and Darius had learned to accept each other and settled into a happy companionship. She gave a wry twist of her mouth as she sat on a purple linen couch. Her feelings for Darius were far more complex than companionship. The problem was that she loved him. She loved him. Much good it did her, for he did not return her feelings. She knew he cared for her. He had set his concubines free and settled them in their own independent establishments, and made Sarah the only woman in his life. By his own admission, he enjoyed her company and admired her, but he never confessed love for her. Her puppy, Anusha, tired of being ignored, interrupted her reverie by jumping up and putting his head on her lap, gazing at her with adoring eyes. At six months he was already large, and beginning to develop the massive structure that had marked his cousin, Caspian, Darius's favorite dog. Sarah still missed Caspian, who had been the most astounding dog she had ever met. She leaned over and caressed Anusha behind his ears, drawing comfort from the warmth of his solid body. He gave her a puppy smile full of pleasure. He had been a present from Darius. Her mouth softened as she remembered the night she had named him. Her first suggestion that they call him Silk, because he was so soft, had met with undisguised disapproval. Silk, 
Darius had exclaimed, sounding offended. He's not a little girl's toy dog. He is from a noble bloodline, worthy of kings and princes. Sarah had smoothed the lines of her flowing skirt over her thigh. How about Honey? He is so sweet. That would be a perfect name. Darius's dark brows lowered with displeasure. You don't like Honey either? She pretended to pout. You said I could name him anything I liked. Ah, I did say that. I beg your pardon. Honey. Honey it is. He spoke the name as if he was chewing on a mouthful of salted, soured cherries. Thank you, my lord. How perfect. I can imagine it vividly. Having a house full of your mighty friends, and you calling out in front of them, Here, honey. Fetch, honey. They will be delighted by such a spectacle. Wench. The grooves in his cheeks deepened. I'd be looking at you.